All right. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to anyone new listening. Welcome back to my this curiosity complex. I am Nat, and today um, I've got a really great guest on. He's actually um, my boss, so it's gonna be really fun. Um, it is eight a.m. in the morning. It's probably the earliest podcast I've ever done in my life. Um, to be honest, I don't normally see eight a.m. So. Yeah, this is a new one. Apologise for that and that. Oh, I don't, I don't, um, <laughs> you got me up. It's fine. Um, so yeah, let's uh, let's just begin with um, Charlie. If you give us a bit of background on yourself. Yeah, sure. So um, I am a passionate sports person. I started a sports coaching business um, nearly two years ago. So it's, um, started our first sessions Jan twenty eighteen. Uh, started just on my own and it gradually sort of doing like four or five sessions a week uh, it's now grown to a point where we've got nearly 200 sessions a week um you know 25 part-time coaches six full-time um members of staff plus hr support payroll um admin extras and, and everything so uh, in a very sort of busy time of our growth as a business um that's a little bit about that plus um you know i'm a always loved sports I've always been um, a passionate sports person and I feel like the value that sports brings into other people's lives is um, you know can be immense uh, can have uh, amazing outcomes and I wanted to be a part of that for young people growing up experiencing sport and um, yeah plus my passion for business I sort of brought the two together and uh, yeah we're in a sports coaching business yeah that's so cool I, t- I totally agree with you to be honest like the the impact that sport can have, especially with kids, is just ridiculous. Mm. So, yeah. you know, you mentioned you started, I didn't actually know this, you started the business on your own, you just did some sessions um, under the kind of, under the name of Youthful, and then kind of went from there, is that right? Yeah, yeah, so um, I worked for, um, so I'm, I'm 23 now, uh, 24 in two days. Um, oh, perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and so, yes, so from 15, I was doing work experience, working alongside other other coaches, you know, just voluntary work. As soon as I turned 16, got offered um, some paid opportunities with uh, where I was able to start coming in, assisting and getting, you know, five, ten pounds for the session, um, which then led on to, you know, picking that up, lead coaching, uh, heading up, you know, much larger groups. I then got offered a full-time role in a, another sports coaching company where um, I was developing their um, school program. Um, we separated, um, and yes, yeah, so I then started in November uh, 2017. I sort of um, was I sort of left left that employment and thought, right, I'm going to do it, do it for myself, and um, sort of amalgamated all the all the best bits of of all the different sports coaching companies I'd worked for and tried to bring it all in, in as one. Um, but before I did that, I thought, right, I went to the accountant, got it set up, and I was about to call it uh, Chase Academy, which is okay. Ch- um, Charlie Hiscock's Academy of Sporting Excellence Academy. So it didn't actually make any sense, but <laughs> I was... <laughs> so I was actually li- literally about 30 seconds away from like going ahead with that, and I called yeah. my girlfriend for thought, you definitely happy with that? She said, no, go with go with go with your other idea, you sports. I thought, oh, okay, yeah, I'll do it. And um, yeah, I'm like never look back. No, I would have regretted calling it Chase Academy for the rest of my yeah. life. I think so. Um, 
so yeah, that was cool. And then yeah, went out to so once I got incorporated with the accountant and oh, you know sort of HMRC, I then uh, took a three week break, went out to Australia, scooped out the Great Barrier Reef, um, saw some like amazing sights. And yeah, my brother was living out there, so um, yeah, I thought I'd take that opportunity there. But now I then came back Jan and just hit it really hard. I you know, designed my own website, created a um, you know I was up till like two o'clock, three o'clock every night just like fiddling around with moving images different places and trying yeah. to get it really good um but you know, the amazing bit was being able to get out there and and just coach so many children throughout the day and you know as, as, people, as that picked up more schools wanted a bit of bit of the action as it were yeah. um yeah so then you know people like yourself come on and get you know motivated young people who want to who want to get involved with with sports to uh, come and join join the team and you know grow, grow together sort of thing that's really good that's amazing that's a really incredible story mm. um so you, you mentioned you know I mean, it, it's it's a credit to yourself to be honest that you you know you started this on your own and then you built up so that you've got enough schools to you know more more schools that you can throw a stick at um <laughs> and it's kind of yeah it's pretty impressive um so what what are sort of things that like in terms of coaching in general um if anyone's listening that is a a coach or is thinking about going into coaching or anything like that mm. have you got any kind of tips or advice that, that you've learned over the years yeah definitely I think um it would go without saying that you know never find a, a you know don't find a really good coach and just try and be exactly them because you know at the end of the day you you, you, you need to be able to show your own personality and you know who you are through your coaching um so I would definitely recommend getting out, seeing as many coaches as possible, and just volunteering. Especially in, like, if you, it depends what level you're, you're coaching at. But if you wanted to get into, you know, the academy side, you know, working in you know, top level football academy, for example, um, you know, if you're the one showing the face for six months, volunteering, going down there, helping out, sort out the cones, and um, just shadowing the stronger coaches in the academy, you know, when that when an opportunity comes up, you know, thing, you know, things like that don't go unnoticed. Uh, yeah. But also. You know, whether then if it's like a, a school sports coach, you know, don't undervalue how important it is to just build relationships with people, whether that be the receptionists, the head teachers, the children, the parents, um, and just trying to you know learn a little bit more about everybody, everyone you sort of bump into, and um, you know see what sort of impact you can have on them. But um, yeah, as a, as a coach, I think it's it's just important to to make sure your your sessions are you know that you want your sessions to be best hour of that child's week and think about how it's going to work if it does and you know if your sessions don't work trust me the amount of sessions i've i've mucked up on um no i never go out there and say you know this is exactly the best way to do a coaching session because you you're going to make mistakes and it's about how you how you come across it how, how you deal with those mistakes um it's easy to blame maybe the school didn't have the right equipment or they didn't have um you know, the children weren't interested in that sport. Or, yeah. But actually, you know, a lot of the time you think, if I had the best sports coach in the world right now with me, you know, what is it they would do to encourage, uh, to make this session a success? And, you know, not, not blaming yourself, but actually taking a lot of that, you know, what can I do to improve to make this session better for, for the child? It's um, definitely going in there, in there with that sort of growth mindset of, yeah, okay, that wasn't great, but what am I going to do? Rather than, just blaming it on on the external factors trying to bring it in on yourself sort of thing yeah, yeah. Mm. that's pretty interesting okay um so in terms of like things you maybe you know you mentioned everyone everyone messes up 
Um, mm. What are some of the things, maybe share some experiences you've had that have been not so great and how you maybe learn from them? Because I think a lot of people, like you say, people can learn a lot from mistakes. And yeah. A lot of people are probably almost afraid in today's society, almost. Like, it's getting pretty deep, but like mm. people, people are almost afraid to make mistakes because they think, you know, you're going to look bad. The image is so important. Um, mm. But maybe what, what are some of the experiences that you've had that have not been as good as you maybe like? Um, coaching wise or business wise, yeah, yeah, well, yeah both, coaching. Both, to be honest, yeah, yeah, okay. Well, I guess you know, like coaching, I think, um, uh, as a, as a sports coach in a school, you know, it's just a really simple things that, um, it's just like you know, you go into a school, you, you get you collect all the children, you go outside to start your netball session or whatever it is, and five minutes in. Every, every kid in the class wants to go to the toilet and it's so it completely ruins your session you know you come back in and it's easy to explain the kids you know why didn't why didn't you um go to the toilet before you came out you know uh, but as a coach it's your sort of you know they're only like six or seven years old whatever it is and i would say you know that's a, a time of you you as a coach why didn't uh you know you got asked to go to the toilet i think other times would be um where you're trying to put in so much detail so there's another time um i was getting assessed for one of my coaching qualifications in football and i had a, a mic attached to me so um the guy was the, the mentor was listening to me from the side of the pitch and uh, the session wasn't working it was too small the pitch um and i said to the children i said you know what do we think of the size of the pitch they said oh, it's too small i said oh great i'll make it bigger now I just went on carrying on coaching <laughs> and it's like, and then, uh, you know, you get to the end of your session and the mentor was like, oh, it didn't work. The whole session didn't work. And I said, well, why do you think? He said, because the pitch was too, too small. And you knew that and you said you were going to do something about it and you didn't do it. And, you know, taking that on the chin and saying, yeah, well, actually, you, know, you learn from that. And, you know, rather than sort of blaming anyone else, I think sometimes, you, you know, you have to you have to learn from that mistake and, you know, you, got, you don't do it again sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Um, uh, on the business side yeah business I think um, you know with our business it's a lot of logistics making sure the right coach at the right session at the right time the right equipment and he's brought his right documents and all that sort of stuff and um, so it's, you know it's, there's I've probably managed over 10,000 sessions now in total um, probably even more than that I've, I've never sort of spent the time to look at it but um, out of the, those sessions you know at times I've sent the the coach to the complete wrong school or I've sent the, the coach to um, the lunchtime club when it should have been the after school club and um, I think at, at, at those sort of times it's it's sort of then when you got called up at school and say no yeah I mucked up yesterday you know I sent, sent the wrong um, wrong coach and I think a lot of the time if, if you share your honesty and you know you say sorry people respect the fact that you can hold your hands up um, Whereas if you're, you know, you sort of blame the coach or you blame, it's, it's just not the right way to deal with people. Um, and so that's definitely been a, a massive part of, of sports. And the um, reason, reason we haven't lost schools is because we are honest, we're open and, uh, you know, we hold our hands up to mistakes. But it's about making a mistake, dealing with it and, and going forwards uh, in the right way to, to show you're making an impact, I think. Yeah. Uh, but... So, so yeah, and then I mean, other other business side of things. You know, uh, at one point I got told that I'd gone over the VAT threshold, and all the money coming into my business, twenty percent of that had to be going to the tax man. And yeah. I didn't, I didn't actually. It sounds a bit naive running a business, but you know, no one actually 
sits down and tells you this no sort of stuff. Yeah, so, so um, yeah, I think that, that was like a, a massive shock and makes me think, oh, I should, <laughs> yeah, rather than just focusing on the coaching and growing the schools, you know, you've got to look at the actual, like the tax implementations of, um, of running a business and the other things that go alongside that, the HR, um, you know, everyone's got human rights, employment rights, and, and trying to make sure that, you know, you, you stick to them and, um, yeah, alongside just, you can't just love the, the sports coaching because if that's all you do, you're, you've got like a, more of like a job as a, as a sports coach rather than an actual business. And that's where, um, you know, I'm, I'm moving towards just trying to move youth sports into more of a business rather than me having a job sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. So mm. where, did your, where did your interest in business actually like start? Um, I don't know. When I was like 13, I would, uh, I remember going on to uh, Vistaprint and drawing up these business cards and oh yeah yeah i set up a there was a uh in the summer there was a, a water uh hose pipe van so I, I set up a waterless car washing company and um i would i would knock on it, all my neighbors doors and you know say look uh, oh i just had this like spray bottle basically and a cloth and i would go around i had no training or anything but i'd go and like spend three hours cleaning a cleaning the car for you know eight quid or something yeah. um Plus, you know, as soon as I, uh, the whole, between 13 and 20, I did uh, paper rounds as well. So um, I had that sort of, I was up at six o'clock every morning and I would go and do one paper round to earn two pounds and then, you know, be out for like an hour and a half and come back. And then it got to, um, you know, then there was another paper round that needed cover and another one. Another one. So, um, you know, when I was like 14, 15 years old, I was um, earning okay-ish money for, for a, um, for someone who couldn't even get like a normal job sort of thing um yeah. and yeah i think I, I was always willing to work hard to um uh, to build to build you know my finances really because i wanted I, I always wanted to be in a position where i could you know if i wanted to go, just little things like going out for dinner you know i don't want to have to really consider whether like whether i could go out for dinner or not i wanted yeah. to make sure that um you know my friend was in town and he wanted to go out for a meal and we could sort of thing um so there was that. Uh, I also went like I was uh, once I was driving, uh, cycling around uh, my local sort of neighbourhood, and I was I was sort of peeking over the fences to see if they had apple trees. Um, and if they did, I would knock on the door and I would say, "Look, I'll, I'll pick five carrier bags full of apples for ten pounds." And I jump up in the tree and you know pick as many apples as I could in as yeah. little time as possible. Um, yeah, so. Yeah, I, I've always had that sort of sort of drive to sort of create uh, money for myself, not necessarily just having a job. Um, but yeah, you know, alongside that, I've always you know I've, I have worked for other people, um, and you know it, it it sort of taught me a lot about you know how not to manage people, um, how to manage people. You know, I had some fantastic um, leaders and you know some not so good ones, but uh, yeah, trying to bring the two together was was a massive massive passion for me. Yeah. Okay, that's really interesting. All right, well, let's um, let's go on to coaching for a second again. Then um, mm. you mentioned there, you know, you've had some some great leaders and some not not so great leaders. Um, in terms of like the best coaches that you see, um, what are kind of the the kind of overall traits that are maybe um, associated with those with those coaches that you think, wow, those guys are really good at their job, sort of thing. Yeah, sure. Um, I think with a coach, it is 
it's not necessarily like there's like you have to be loud to be a coach so yeah um you know be easy to sell it's a loud one but it's the it's the coaches that care and you can see that they they um they really have a passion for um developing young people in sport and um however they do that you know they might be quite softly spoken but actually if if they can do that whilst maintaining the behavior management and um and the you know the children are listening to them and they're learning then I, I wouldn't have a problem with that at all you know I'm, I'm not saying everyone needs to be really loud and you know singing and dancing but it's about are they having an impact on on those children um and that then goes into you know what do they do after the session as well like how do they help themselves outside of because it's all about being really professional in the session and then getting in your car and speeding off down the road with your music blasting out you know so it's everything that comes in it's not just the the hour session it's the yeah. you know do you, how how do you um how do you greet them how do, how do you make the kids remember you um and you know a lot of that comes down i think a lot of it comes down to rewards uh, rewarding um positive behavior so i talk quite a lot about catching in rather than catching out uh, a lot of people like to catch kids out and they're like oh stop stop um talking over me or um oh come on i've asked you to come in now so you're giving attention to kids who aren't doing the right thing yeah. um and actually I, I always i like to talk about the catching in so you know you ask them to come in and it's the first kid comes in right um sits down uh right in front of you and it's like a big high five well done loads of attention on the kids who are doing the right thing and then yeah. the others just follow and um yeah i think people who, who can maintain that positivity throughout the session but also if, if needed you know the behavior management is there if they need to use it but it's about creating boundaries so they don't actually have to ever sit a child out because they've created the right boundaries rather than not setting your boundaries and then just randomly sitting a kid out sort of thing um you know which you know and when i say sit a kid out i'm i'm talking before they even get off the pitch to sit out you ask them are they going to do it again they say no you join them back in so they don't miss anything but they're aware of you know um listen you're here to learn you're not here to sort of muck around sort of thing yeah um, yeah so yeah okay cool so <coughs> Oh, excuse me, I'm dying. Um, <laughs> yeah, that 8am eight, eight, eight start, I think, Nathaniel. Yeah, no, you're, you're <laughs> killing me off, Charlie. <laughs> no, it, it's good. I should, I should get up earlier, to be honest. Um, mm. Oh, well. So, yeah, is that... Um, that yeah, I, that's so interesting. I'm actually... I need to take notes on that because um, I, I like that a lot, the kind of catching in thing. I do, um, I do that kind of inadvertently sometimes. I sometimes go... Um, if I want them to line up on a line, I'll say thank you to the people that are on the line. And then you, you, yeah. are, you know, everyone does kind of look at you and go, oh, OK, and then just follow on rather than mm. messing about or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. So in terms of like, it, it just really interests me that you you started this all by yourself. And then um, we had a meeting recently mm. um, and it struck me how much you, you pushed for kind of a, a team environment. And it's less that you're. I mean, I, I say you're my boss, but it doesn't really feel like it. Um, mm. for, for example, I'm literally on a podcast with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and sure. Sure, people can tell it's quite casual, so I don't know. Um, it, is it kind of something you push to try and make it more of a kind of team environment in within the company? Yeah, I think um, it, it's it's strange because like, the position I'm in right now, I've never been in this position managing this many people, and then you know I'll get used to this. And uh, like, or you know, even just the first few few months. So you know, when I had two people 
working for me and just part-time coaches and that, that was new to me and then you know now I'm in a completely different position and in two years time I would hope to be you know in a, in a different position managing way more people and, yeah. and I, I think ultimately I, I learned very quickly that um, you have to have trust in your team and I think the biggest thing for people to want to work as part of a team and to um, you know work hard is down to respect and whether you are respected in in what you're doing and I think that's um you know I I I make mistakes all the time and imagine people you know it's hard to sometimes someone's doing the wrong thing how do you approach that and um but definitely as a as a team you know we're all wearing the same um badge we're representing the same company and I think it it can't be the it when you're coaching it's the Nat show and then when it's someone else when it's um, Johnny coaching it's the Johnny show you know yeah. when Charlie comes in it's the Charlie no it's the it's the U sports philosophy and and driving that in and actually as, as a team people like to be part of a team when they're respected I think and um, you know as I've grown I've I've I know that my uh, obviously my part-time coaches aren't in the office all the time but the, the full-time coaches are quite often in there and to have a team around you is um, you know makes such a big impact I think uh, when I first started U sports I was sort of you know, all, all over the place. And whereas when you've got people relying on, or not relying on you, but around you, it's it creates that atmosphere of um, uh, just everyone chipping in. And you see somebody else just cracking on and doing a session they didn't want to do. And, you know, then you, you'll you do it and everyone else will do it because they're seeing each other. And so it's getting the positive things out of everyone, praising it and, and just and growing it. So uh, it is a hard when, you know, maybe sometimes I'll see you, once every two weeks if that sometimes um and how do you develop that as a team yeah. it comes comes with with challenges but i think that is sort of like just the nature of a sports coaching company uh, unless if you've got everyone full-time they're all coming in the office every morning like um yeah it's about when you do get that opportunity to go in there and, and meet people it's reminding them that they are respected and thanked and quite often i'll just send out out of the blue to send a message to a coach I haven't seen for a couple of weeks and I just say look just a quick one just you know, really thank you for for all your hard work uh, I know I haven't seen you recently but I'm hearing great things and um, children are loving it we've had more kids but something so short and quick a little whatsapp message like that yeah, yeah. has sometimes more of an impact than saying oh you're doing well I'm gonna put you up five pounds an hour or something like that you know it's um there's the little things that people um, respect, I think, um, and, and try and grow a team is people need to feel like they're respected by the by the leaders uh, in that in that group. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a really really great point and something I'm really big on as well. You know, gratitude is such a massive part of like the mm. the, the kind of the reward cycle. You know, because like you say, you can pay people more money, etc. But it's amazing how far gratitude goes in. Mm. Not not just in terms of like a business sense, but in like most things in life, just being great yeah. for you know having a roof over your head, etc., is is mm. so important. Um, yeah, especially when it comes to things like mental health. Um, yeah. so you mentioned you being a really great guest, Charlie. Thank you so much for coming on. Mm. Um, you mentioned challenges, um, and I just wanted to know what kind of the what are the biggest challenges you face currently running such a, a business that's growing so fast. Yeah, I'll say um, the challenges of making the so it's, I guess with a business you have two parts, right? Of um, collect, bringing in new customers and new schools and and trying to bring in, but 
there's no point doing that if you're losing them at the other end. So um, I think the challenges are that you want to maintain the high quality service that I set out. You know, when it was when it was me going out there every day, I could, and it was just me, I could control the quality of service that was being delivered. And that's the challenge now. Is well, like yesterday, we had twenty coaches working between three o'clock and half four. You know, and okay, well, how does how can I rely on everyone else there? And that is that is a massive challenge. Um, I think the other challenge comes in with um, trying to trying to collect, try to bring in new customers is is um, always going to be uh, a bit of a battle because um, it's you know everyone's fighting for the same sort of work and sports coaching is you know around us. There's probably like ten other sports coaching companies within five minutes from from where we're based um, and trying to keep that there plus like social media is is crazy you know you you could schedule everything out but you're never going to schedule um enough posts to um, for the whole lifetime of the business so it's like a never-ending job um which always is ticking over in the background and and social media nowadays has such a massive part on how people feel your business is going and stuff so um you know and if you're if you're really posting and you're um you know very quiet you don't reply to comments and stuff like that like that that slows your your business growth down um as well but uh, as a coach i think it's my passion for coaching is that you know you, i want every child to be safe obviously i want them to have fun but i w- also want them to be learning a new skill or like, learning how to play the game and, and um from that is you know that is the challenge how do i make sure that every person that's working um, under u sports is delivering that, that high quality service um i think that's uh, as a for the coaching side of things, that's the hardest thing. Yeah. But but also the best thing as well, because people without without people, you know, the business would be nothing. You know, so you you have to. Sometimes you hear people moaning about uh, managing people and whatever. But actually, um, yes, people management is difficult. But you try building a team with no people. You know, sort of thing. Like we need you you need, you need to have that strong people in your team and. Um, and yeah, once you work like now, look at um, just yourself for example. I, I see you come, I, I popped in one of your sessions recently, and like the kids were in, like loving that session, and um, and that's like that, that gives me a little kick. I go down to a session, and one of my coaches is there um, doing exactly what I would do, and um, or or better. Like that that's where I'm like, wow, this is this is why I set you sports up. You know, it's. Um, uh, and and sometimes you pop up on on sessions and maybe things aren't going quite how you, how you thought they would go. But um, yeah, when you when you get moments like that, it reminds you, yeah, that this is this is exactly what what we're what we're about. Yeah. Mm. Oh, that's so interesting. Okay, mm. cool. Well, um, in terms of like how how you're planning on kind of growing the business, you mentioned this a tiny bit earlier. Mm. But what are your kind of um, have you set out a plan? Um, a kind of future plan of where you want the business to go or are you just kind of letting it evolve as it goes and then you kind of adapt when it changes sort of thing yeah yeah I think um because I've seen a lot of sports coaching companies and they they franchise um out so they let other people use U sports but in up in Liverpool rather than in Reading sort oh, of thing. Yeah, okay. um yeah and I, so that's that's an option it costs a lot of money and it obviously then you'll get your sort of selling your 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 brand away to somebody and you're putting that in the hands of someone else and um if you don't like the way they're doing it it's not 
like you can just take it back you know they've committed their lifestyle towards it and yeah um uh plus but then you've also got the other like other coaching companies seems to just have like one massive office a hub, like a hub in one place and they just work from there and they just like they started maybe with like a 20 minute radius around that office and they just grow it 30 40 50 uh minute radius and um, that can be uh, an option at the moment it's not like it's difficult to sort of set that plan that plan in at the moment i just want to make sure the quality stays stays strong um you know we're now do, doing sessions out in newbury which is about 40 minutes away from where where we're based um we go up to high wickham we're based in reading and you know that as we grow it's sort of at the moment it's feeling like well i'm, I'm happy I'm, i've got an office we've got good people in the office and it's and it's working um, going that way but yeah it's, it's a very sort of difficult difficult part. i just know like a massive thing for me is just maintaining customers i'd much rather keep a customer rather than you know lose one and bring in two it sounds silly but yeah yeah because by losing that one you don't know who they're going to speak to and like the school's head teachers often meet up for example if, if you, you get a bad name out um say for for whatever reason then that can have a you although directly you only lose one but another 10 will never come to you, you yeah, know? yeah um so um yeah that's a massive thing for me like keeping the quality of, of where we're at but um yeah i i do want to keep growing the business i want to create more opportunities um you know, people like yourself for example part-time um coaches who actually can come in you know i've, I've had a free part-time coach four part-time coaches now who have now come on uh, on the payroll and they're full-time coaches and that's where that, that's nice to be part of their growth um uh, as coaches and as people you know growing up as well yeah yeah, yeah. so um yeah i mean Wow, I just had a total mind blank. That's great. It's too, it really is, you know. It really is too early in the morning. Um, <laughs> I've been out for a dog walk this morning. Oh, <laughs> I was, yeah, yeah. I used to be really bad though. I uh, waking <laughs> up in the morning. It was, um, I, I just couldn't, I couldn't do it. But then, you know, I was quite productive in the evening, so it's fine. Whereas now, like after six o'clock, I'm like, I'm frazzled. So <laughs> now I'm just chilling out, and then yeah, get up nice and early in the morning. I've sort of gone that way now. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I think do you have to like you have to train yourself surely because if you're not a morning person, which I am not, and anyone <laughs> met me will tell you I just don't I don't like morning. I just <laughs> no. it's not, I'm like I'm not a grumpy. I just don't. I'm just not awake. I like yeah. I'm not functioning at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I've, I've sort of you, you look at um, like some of the most successful people in the world. You know, sports people like um, like Ronaldo's daily routine will be completely different to um, like Zlatan Ibrahimovic's um, daily routine. You know, one of them might get up at five o'clock, have a nice bath, or where, whereas one of them might get up at eight o'clock and have a shower and, and shoot off sort of thing. And yeah. it, people have have different things. And, you know, it's, uh, I don't know, I, personally for me, I, I feel quite alert and, and awake. And I, at the moment with the, with the hour, with the clock's going back, it's nice to be, up when when the lights out because it's so dark it gets dark so early now so yeah yeah i'm not looking forward to that at all no <laughs> i have i have remember a question that's okay yeah sure um in terms of like how you first found obviously i mean i found you through um indeed the job website mm. um and in terms of how you first because you know, we, we, you know we've already we've already said you started this business on your own 
Mm. You did this. You did quite a few sessions just on your own as a an individual person as the company. Mm. In terms of how you found people um, to do, you know, the HR side, the payroll, etc. How was it? Was it a kind of a weird experience trying to employ someone for that kind of job? Um, yeah, it was a. It was a little. It sort of like sort of came naturally to a point because um, you know, I, I think when when you start. A business like this you know like loads of, loads of your listeners i'm sure um could could move go into a school offer them a you know a judo after school club or something and then that kicks off and it grows but it's not like from that first session you're going to think right i'm going to start paying uh, a bookkeeper on you know x amount a month as a retainer because it you're not going to do that it's not realistic um yeah. so i think it, but it, you you will realise when you get to the end of your account, like your your first financial year, and you look at your messy Excel spreadsheet, which just looks like a massive jumble of le- numbers and um, letter, and you can't work out. And that's when you think, all right, okay, yeah, maybe maybe I need to get a, a bookkeeper in. And and then it's like your HR people, you know, once once something, um, you know, you weren't quite sure on where once someone sort of like asked you something about their contract or something, and this you know that's where you think like okay maybe maybe this is the point i need to get a a hr but but when you start a business you're not going to suddenly have like all these different people and retainers you know look just just in case somebody up because it's it's so difficult to to even um sustain a business that like it's so difficult to start a business and sustain it that you're going to focus on it making sure that it's actually viable you doing it first and then uh, and then, and then it's sort of like when those barriers come up, it's just dealing with it, and um, and yeah. But I think so that that that's that one side of it. But the coaching is, I think, is coaching is quite a um, a nice community. I think where people know people, and you know, people have played rugby with this guy, and he he's interested in coaching work, and um, oh yeah, he used to work for this other guy. And so uh, although we do put stuff out on like job websites, we also get a lot of um, a lot of people just. Who have maybe heard of us or their friend already works for us and yeah. and it, and they sort of we've been recommended um to them and, that, and that's quite a uh, nice thing obviously that doesn't start that doesn't happen from the start but once once people start to know you um then that that does come about as well yeah. um but yeah it's sort of like just bu- building that team together is you know you know when it i i could have kept my sessions just and i could have just been doing all the sessions myself but you would never get to a point where you had you know 200 sessions a week because it gets to a point where you're maxed out and at what point what would you do with that so it got, it got to a point for me where i had to say right i'm going to step away you're now somebody else is going to lead this club and this is my little you know this is the club i started U sports on but i'm trusting yeah. you with it and that's not easy to do but actually once you get good coaches like yourself in then you haven't got a problem with that like people can do that it's, there's no problem at all so um yeah just it's hard to let go but when you do it opens up other opportunities yeah yeah mm. oh, that's really interesting i love that so um, i guess this is kind of a selfish question because because i want to know but um <laughs> what what would be kind of your best advice um i feel like you've already kind of semi-answered this question through what we've been talking about before but what would be kind of your best advice to someone starting a business yeah so um yeah, I, I think across all businesses, it's about like just get started, um, and that doesn't mean right. Okay, you have to stop your your full time role, which which is paying the bills sort of thing. But 
um, people talk about like having a side hustle or, or something like that. But yeah, you know, it's, you know, no jobs work, well, not, not a huge amount of jobs are working you sort of seven o'clock in the morning to, you know, nine o'clock at night. You know, most people are working eight, nine, ten hour days. So there are, you know, you look at that time, most people maybe spend an hour, two hours watching TV or playing video games or, but actually if you just you can just start that thing and you, and you just go for it, whether it's your, you know, you want to start a PT business or, you know, get, just get going and whether that's just by going on um, and getting getting a business card or whether it's setting up a website and you know a website's not expensive to set up you can set it up and you've got all your information there um, and to be honest like you could you could set up a website pay google to be at the top of, of uh, um to be at the top of the search and and get business from it um but i would i would say starting a business is yeah definitely it's just just start just start and then as it grows you know decide like can't right maybe that five day a week job you've got already maybe you can cut that down to three spend a bit more time on your on your business and, and, and grow from there um along alongside the just be honest when you when you are starting up that business you know it's you've got to be honest with yourself it's not going to suddenly like fly up i speak i was listening to your podcast with your pt um uh, speaker yesterday um, when I was driving driving home and he was saying about you know when he first started um, you know it, it took a while and he, he sort of got he got to a point where he said right it was Christmas had finished and New Year's and he thought and he put his head down and said look well I'm really going to hit it now I'm going to build relationships with people and try and um, and try and get work and that's what you got to do you know definitely just got to get out in this uh out there you know the work doesn't just come to you just because you started a business doesn't mean work comes to you but if you're out for me it was just you go go and stand outside a school gate and hand out flyers to my football uh holiday camps you know and the head teachers would come out and tell you to move on sort of thing and and, but at the end of the day i knew that every parent i was giving a flyer to had a child who might be interested in football and you know i was you know a bit 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 sort of um, off the book, like you wouldn't necessarily, you wouldn't find that advice, um, you know, like the standard advice. But actually, it's just getting out there and trying to, um, trying to build that that customer base. Um, and then once you do get, or if you've maybe found something that you're good at in the past, if you've got any references or testimonials or anything, just put that somewhere because once people see that other people trust you, it makes a, such a big difference you look at amazon like the be- the best selling products are the ones which have the most reviews like because yeah, yeah. people trust people so when you start a business it's um it's definitely important that you get those those just you know so just a parent or but but don't don't blag it you know some people would maybe start a business and they just make up some random testimonial yeah but i don't, I don't you could like you could easily do that but i don't think it's the right way and you know you've got to be honest and yeah, it's the honesty uh, thing isn't it you got yeah. Yeah, if you're going to be honest in in everything you do, then it might as well start from the beginning as well as the testimonial sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Um, and then you know, obviously, it's the standard stuff of um, going to your accountant and actually getting set up like the tax, um, you know, being incorporated with HMRC. And because the last thing you want is the t- the tax man knocking on your door telling you uh, you are you know, oh God knows how much money. Uh, yeah, yeah. So. Definitely, that side of things, and and then just whatever you start your business in, make sure it's a, you have a passion in it. Like, like talk about. Um, I know 
like your podcast for example like you can tell you have a passion in, in what you're doing and that's what makes the difference between you know if someone else is just trying to start a podcast type of thing just to make money then that probably won't kick off whereas I, i'm not sure what what your plans are to monetize or but but that's that's not the point it's the fact that what, what you're doing is you're passionate about something and um and often like i was passionate about sports and then and and sports coaching and then the money came with it it's not like i didn't start to um, make loads of money i started because i loved sports coaching and that was what i was good at and that's what i loved and um you know your pt guy yes he just had a passion for for um you know helping other people get fitter and stronger and and um you know whatever it is because you're you're gonna live and breathe your business and i'll wake up at um in in the morning and you know i i I maybe have someone who's whatsapp me at midnight last night telling me they can't do a session or um you know it's going to be something that is going to be around you all the time and you're going to go to sleep um, last thing you look at is your business sometimes and you know you wake up and you look at your business and then you're at work working on your business all day and and um, yeah if you if you weren't actually passionate about what you were doing then that that fire would, would you know slowly run out I think and and it would just become like a, a chore and that's what you don't want to be doing you know there's privileges of running a business and um, you know one of them is that you get to do the job you love right and um, yeah I think that's where my, my biggest advice is whatever it is, be, be passionate about it and um, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. yeah. I mean, I resonate with that so much because I did, a, I did an episode on that actually, but no one's, I mean, I say no one, I've, I've had, I mean, less views than, than most of the episodes for it, mm-hmm. um, but it was, it keep, I've heard this multiple times with different guests and I think you've, you probably put it best there is the kind of the, the motivation behind why you do something so if someone is thinking about you know if they if you've listened to the pt episode and you think yeah i want to be a pt or you're listening to this episode and go yeah i want to get into coaching mm. or, um you listen to the um the prison episode and go yeah i want to become a psychologist mm. then any of those if the if the motivation is there it's like you say if you're driven by money then that that can be a good thing if you're if your if your passion is money, I guess mm. that's the way of saying it. Because and I think it sounds a bit stupid because some people are going to go, well, of course your passion is money. You need money to to live, sort of thing. Mm. Um, but but I'm I'm really mean like a genuine passion that's going to get you up in the morning and go, okay, I can do this rather than going, you know, oh, do I have to? You know, it's just yeah, uh, yeah. This is a horrible um, horrible job or whatever. Um, yeah, and I like. It, it always comes back to why you're doing it. If you're doing it for the right reason that is so important to you, then you're always going to, like you say, the money will almost come with that. Mm. And it's mm. like, like you mentioned with the podcast, I'm kind of, uh, there is in the works a kind of a company that I might be able to, that are going to probably come on and do maybe an episode. And then every time I have an episode at the start or maybe the end, they'll have a, a little segment where they say what they are and what they do. Nice. Um, so that'd be really interesting but i'm not, I'm not mm. planning on, on monetizing anytime soon because like you say i'm not I'm not doing this for money i'm doing this because i, I just enjoy talking to people about yeah. stuff they they do they're interested in yeah uh, so whether whether or not you know you're doing it for money and if money is that drive then fair enough because i think there are people out there that have that drive mm. uh, but if you know if, if it's not and you, you're doing the job purely because you know you just you just want you want some money but you're not actually passionate about it especially if you're starting that whole business because like you say if you're going to be doing it because i can imagine i mean i haven't started my business yet 
but I can imagine that a lot of people are going to go, yeah, that's right. When you say, you know, you go to bed thinking about your business, you wake up thinking about your business, then mm. you go to work, which is your business, and then yeah. you're home and you're thinking about your business, etc. Mm. Uh, it, it does become your life almost. Mm. Um, mm. But along the same note, does it? Do you have a kind of um, a calm down? A kind of self-care plan where you go you know what well, i'm thinking about too much about the business i need to go on holiday etc yeah definitely i know um yeah for, for me personally it's um the like when i'm on a, a dog so I, I take my my dog for a walk every morning and that is time where i i li- i just won't have my phone out i'll just be like just enjoying a walk with um you know with family and and um yeah, just getting out and just getting away from the business, which is nice. But, but then, although I'm maybe not working on the business, I will still have things on my mind. And um, what's great for me is uh, my my partner is so supportive with um, with it. And I think you know, it could be difficult for a business owner to sort of get home and that something really bad has happened and you have to stay quiet because your, your partner doesn't want to um it doesn't want to know about it because you know works for work time and so so I, for me it's it's nice to, but by being able to get that off my chest for five minutes means i can sort of relax for the whole evening um and yeah so so like on a day because day to day it has to be right i think if you just have a, a holiday booked for in four months time and you're just grinding through the days just to have a one week lovely holiday and then you're grinding for four months again that's not the right way to do it it's trying to create that daily lifestyle which um which you can manage and that um you know you're you're happy with so uh, definitely as a business owner things are going to happen you know that you're not expecting and um for me having that supportive person there is great um but alongside that you know exercise uh, is is massive so my walk but i'll also you know play a bit of foot sour go for runs and um you know whenever you're doing that you know whenever you're you're out on a run you're not going to just be be emailing people you know you're not going to be suddenly stopping your run to whatsapp someone about the yeah. about their session tomorrow you just spend that time to yourself which is good um plus uh like i know it sounds a bit it sounds a bit funny but like for me like video games are a nice sort of escape as well from yeah. um like i I'm not saying like go and play video games all day every day, but actually, um, sometimes video games can have like a bad sort of connotation to them. But actually, it's it's for me, it's a nice sort of escape from reality and sort of can just get in and um, yeah, like absorbed into a game for 30 minutes an hour and um, yeah, and then and then step out and feel a bit refreshed from that as well. Um, and you know, maybe um, you know something people don't talk about all the time, but uh, video games are, um, are a good sort of escape um, from reality and sometimes you need that as a business owner you just need to sort of need to get away from it and um, yeah that like, it's, it's, it's an easy thing to do as well yeah yeah, mm. yeah. No, it's a good point I think um, I think if, if my dad was listening I'm not I think he does this to my podcast he doesn't talk about it very often mm. um, but he you know he often says you know if you have a problem um, which I think a lot of business owners necessarily um, don't necessarily have but something just something on your mind at least yeah if you you know if you go to sleep your brain kind of shuts down um to the point where all of the important information that you really want to think about starts to get thought about and then when people wake up and they're like oh i just had this like brainwave sort of thing wow yeah um, and it, i guess it's the kind of 
if you do something like you say the escapism if you do something so you go for a run so you get a lot of oxygen to your brain or mm. you play video games so that you're not focused on your business at all mm. it gives your your prefrontal cortex a a chance to to process everything you've been thinking about and a lot of the time if i'm driving it happens to me when i'm driving if i'm mm. driving i'll just have this sudden like oh my god that's such a good idea or like mm. oh, that's a, that's the solution sort of thing yeah it's just because yeah. my mind's kind of taken back into a state of like a constant i'm like a video game i'm doing something but you've got enough capacity in your brain to still think about the other problem just not yeah just i guess yeah so driving kind of the perfect example of that you know you're constantly aware of the road and what's going on around you to the point where your attention is taken up but not enough that you're fully concentrating all the time sort of thing yeah yeah i completely and and that's that's really interesting what you say about sleep and um i can definitely resonate with the with the driving thing as well because uh, you know, I, I'll be in the office for like three hours sometimes in the morning, yeah. sat next to um, uh, my administrator, um, Danielle. And, um, you know, we'll be, I'll be cracking on with my work, or whatever, and, and she'll be doing hers. And then I'll, I'll drive to a session and then I'll be like, I'll call her once. And I'll, oh, Danielle, I forgot to say that. And I'll put the phone down and then I'll call her again. Because <laughs> like, so yeah. many things are coming to my mind because I'm not focused on the emails I'm doing or I'm just just driving and then suddenly like yeah well he said oh yeah danielle can you do that oh danielle can you do that and um yeah i can definitely resonate with that that's that's one of those um yeah because it because you it just gives you time your your brain time you, your your body sort of goes into autopilot driving somewhere yeah, yeah. but your brain can sort of like hope hopefully without causing any collisions but it can, it can yeah. sort of like wander off right uh, yeah definitely oh, yeah well, well this has been so interesting um unfortunately it's a real shame we're gonna to have to wrap it up here mm. but you know I'd, I'd definitely love to get you on again because i've got a thousand more questions i could ask you um so yeah thank you so much for coming on mm. um i really really appreciate it uh, it was a really good chat and um hopefully the people listening um you guys have had some kind of insight into running a business and maybe if you're thinking about a similar sort of thing hopefully it's helped um so yeah yeah um, definitely um and i and i would always say as well to anyone who is interested like uh if 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 somebody's interested in setting up a business or um learning to coaching feel free to find me on um on linkedin or um you know on our facebook page or whatever so um yeah charlie hiscox uh and it's u sports so the letter u and then sports so these guys want to like just drop me a message and maybe spend five minutes on the phone or whatever I'm, I'm like more than happy to share anything with them um but yeah i've, I've really enjoyed the chat it's been really good and uh, yeah we'd love to be another uh, be a guest again at some point in the future yeah that'd be great perfect mm. yeah thanks um, yeah thank you very much um so everyone listening i'll see you all soon um so yeah that's goodbye from me goodbye from charlie and um yeah have a good day <laughs>